What's going on, everybody? What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Practical Preacher Podcast. Welcome to, to the Practical Preacher Podcast. I am your host, LeVar B. Young. So glad that you're here. So glad that you're here. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Listen, this on this episode, we're coming back with part two of talking about toxic toxic masculinity. Yes, this is part two of that. If you missed the first part, feel free and go back and um, listen to that on many of the platforms that we are now available on, such as Amazon Music, Stitcher, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You can go back and listen to those on those outlets. You can also, those that see our uh, Facebook social media page of The Practical Preacher, you can go look at it on that as well. You can look at it on that as well. But listen, we want to go to part two of that. And we're kind of just going to go right in, as they say, jump in the pool without even checking the water. We're dealing with part two. And this time, there's something that definitely we want to pinpoint when we talk about toxic masculinity. And tonight, what we want to pinpoint on tonight, what we're dealing with is this term of he's not the man of the house. That's what we're talking about tonight. He's not the man of the house. So what happens when boys are forced to wear men's shoes? So we're talking about boys being forced to wear men's shoes. Um, many people have probably heard this term used. Um, sometimes we loosely use the term with our little boys. It's like you're saying, you know, our little man. Or sometimes, you know, they say, oh, he's the man of the house. Especially in situations, unfortunately, when the father has passed away or, or a divorce has happened or maybe the relationship, maybe it wasn't even a marriage the relationship, just fell apart or whatever, but that man is no longer in the house. And now the son that is left or the young boy that is left um, is sometimes told or made to believe by many people that are around saying, well, you know, you're the man of the house now, you know, um, it's your responsibility now, you know. You, you have to take care of your mother. You have to take care of your sisters. You have to, you know, your mother is dependent on you. People are dependent on you, relying on you. And, and this, a lot of times, is a very unhealthy thing to do. This can become very toxic to um, little boys. And even if someone say, okay, I understand what a little boy, but what if he's a teenager? Still, if this is not a grown man, if this isn't an adult He's an adolescent or, or he's he's in I'm mean, even if he's in high school, um, making him, taking him and then giving him the understanding or putting the label on him or the responsibility on him of telling him that now he's the man of the house and now he's responsible for the well-being of the house. He's now responsible um, to do much more than just be a child, just be a young boy. This is a very dangerous thing and an unhealthy thing to do. And if I must be honest, there have been many a situations where you hear it. You hear it all the time, especially when it's a situation where the father has passed. So now, in essence, what you're asking this young boy to do, this young man, you act this young boy, you're asking him to now wear the shoes of a man, to now step out of his role as being the son, step out of his role as being the young boy, the boy that's supposed to be taught and trained, nurtured to manhood. Now you're asking him to fast forward and step out of that role and now step into the role of a man, step into the role of being somehow a provider in some sense. 
you know, and it, this is a very unhealthy thing. And it, and it happens from time to time. You hear it. Um, sometimes it's jokingly said and depending on the age of the child, sometimes it's said to them is it's like driven home. It's, it makes an impact on them. And this is definitely um, a very toxic thing to do. It's unhealthy. Um, as I begin to really think about, I mean, I have a lot of, you know, some personal um, opinions about this, some things that I've experienced either personally or experienced to others and seen others talking to different different ones and hearing their account and what it has done to them and seeing the long term or the after effects of it. But I also did some research and I began to um, get online and look at some different things and see what some of the like experts were saying, what some behavior experts have been have been saying in regards to this matter and i came across uh a gentleman and i'm probably forgive me if i'm slaughtering your name by the name of um, um patrick wayness i think it is w-a-n-i-s um it's supposed to be um it's stated that he's a behavior expert um has a phd and, and i begin to look at some of the things that was stated by this individual and individual and some information that um that they've gathered and and also tied it into some information that i have and some things that i had already had set to talk about and i saw that a lot of it i can actually say that i completely understand and i agree with i want to read a, a couple of things here number one just starting off the bat of saying why because somebody someone's probably asking the question well why is this unhealthy give me some facts give me some information here and let's go listen to this um the little boy understand the little boy does not have the mental capacity or the psychological development or maturity to play the role of an adult to be a consultant to be an advisor or emotional support to his mother and others in that house see sometimes when we say you're the now you're the man of the house and now we're asking for this boy to now wear the shoes of the man to wear the shoes of the adult what happens is it's not just about being a man is more than just the financial side because i know someone may listen to this and they may say well i've said that you know some others may listen to this and say you know i've said that to my, my um young son you know, he is the man in the house now. You know, his daddy has passed or daddy left or whatever the case is. The father is not there in the home. A man is not present in the home. So now the little boy is told that he's now the man of the house. And what happens, they say, well, I'm not expecting for him at this point right now to necessarily be the breadwinner. But um, I'm expecting for him to step up to do more. Well, what you have to understand, once again, that little boy does not have the mental capacity or the psychological development or maturity to play the role or to step into the role of an adult. See, there's also a mental and a psychological thing to be in the head. It's a psychological thing. It's a you have to have the mental fortitude, the mental capacity. There's there's a certain strength, mental strength that comes with now I'm stepping up and now I have a responsibility to lead. I have a responsibility to provide not only financially, but I have a responsibility to provide strength, to provide emotionally, to provide support. And so what happens is since this young boy doesn't have and I'm reading doesn't have the mental capacity or the psychological development or maturity to step into the role of as an adult, they also don't have the ability to consult because these are all things that a man does when he's the head of the house. Not only just be the adult and be the strength and, and maybe as they, a lot of people say the breadwinner, but he's also a consultant. 
an advisor, emotional support. This little boy that say the father has is not in the picture for whatever reason it is, cannot provide the emotional support to his mother that she needs, especially in situation where the father has passed or there, there or there, there's a hardship there. There's been a breakdown of relationship. There's been a divorce or there's been a death. Um, the hurt, the emotional support that this mother needs, that son cannot provide it. It is unfair. It is very toxic to now put that responsibility on that little boy and and make him have and put a, a expectation to set an expectation or set a standard or a bar in the home that now is his duty, his responsibility to provide that emotional support. You know, he cannot replace the husband. This is what we got to understand about little boys. They can't replace that man that's not in the home. They cannot take physical or emotional care of the adult woman, his mother. And, and many times when we place that thing on little boys, when we tell them that even some men, let's be honest, even some men have had that conversation with young boys and tell them, you know, I've seen it, you know, say, well, you know, little man, it's time for you to step up, you know. Sorry what happened to your dad or your dad not here. It's time for you to step up and be the man. You know, you got you to gotta take control of the house and everything. W why tell him that? Because he can't take physical or emotional care of the adult woman. That's, that's not his job, his responsibility to his mother or to his sister, to anybody else. It's unfair to expect him to do this. Let's keep going. Watch this. Listen to this. He is in pain and struggling, too. What you have to understand, when there's not a man there or, or when the man has left, whatever the situation is, that little boy is struggling, too. He's dealing with his own loss, his own pain, especially in situations where the father has passed. He's dealing with grief. He's dealing with loss. Or if it's a situation where the man had just left for whatever reason, he's dealing with the pain of separation, with separation, with divorce, whatever has happened. He's dealing with separation anxiety. So when you look at this, when he's dealing with separation anxiety, what you have to understand, therefore, that little boy needs help as well. He needs support and he needs guidance. Children will always and then something else. And many, you know, many behavioral experts and and therapists and counselors, they will tell you that many times children will they will subconsciously blame themselves for the separation, for the loss, for the divorce, believing that if that it's their fault somehow if there's something that they could have done differently to change the outcome you know sometimes they feel that way and then so when you take a little boy that he's thinking that way and he's feeling that way and then now you add on top telling him now it's your responsibility you're the head of the house now you're the man of the house now you're putting all this unnecessary pressure on him there's mental pressure on him spiritual pressure on him. there's emotional pressure there's physical pressure on him let's do a few other things because i know here it is whether he's in puberty or adolescent either either way he is still struggling watch this he's listed as he is still struggling to come to terms with the physical changes that are now occurring in his body as well as adjusting and building relationships with peers. So these young boys, they're dealing with changes and dealing with things within them, within their own self. So they're dealing with the emotional loss. 
they're dealing with the pain and then they're dealing with physical changes that are taking place inside of them. And then so when you now add on top of that, the responsibility, you the man of the house. First of all, how can I be the man of the house when I don't completely understand the changes that I'm dealing with in my body, in my mind, in my emotions? I'm, I'm having a hard time processing all of this. So so that's why he can't be the man of the house. Listen, I got another one. The boys, this young boy lacks the experience, the knowledge and wisdom to be able to make the decisions that should be made by adults with appropriate life experience. There are sometimes um, there are things we can be taught by others. It's a lot we can learn from others. It's a lot we can learn from books. It's a lot we can learn from research. But there's also a lot that we learn from just living from experience, something that we personally experience. So when you take a young adolescent, when you take a young boy that hasn't really experienced a great deal of life yet, and then tell him now is your responsibility to be the head of the house, to be the man of the house, what happens is now you have to understand is that he lacks the experience to even fill that role. He lacks the experience to take on that job title to take on those responsibilities. He doesn't have the experience, he doesn't have the knowledge, and he doesn't have the wisdom to be able to make intelligent decisions. Not that he's dumb, but he don't have enough information, enough experience, enough wisdom, enough knowledge to be able to make intelligent decisions about matters that concern adults in our household. Mm-hmm. It's, it's inappropriate. It's very toxic to put these la these labels on these young boys. Mm -hmm. See, as an adult, there are certain things, certain decision making making that we have to do. There are certain choices that we have to weigh out. And that's the thing. Sometimes even in, in, a, in a child, a young boy, he is not at the point yet where he even understands how to take something, to look at some information, to look at a problem, to assess the problem, and then try to come up with a solution and say, well, wait a minute, I got to weigh the pros and cons. Sometimes, sometimes these kids, they don't know yet how to really weigh the, con the pros and the cons to adult decisions or adult problems because they don't have the appropriate life experience. They don't even understand that. But then we put this label on them and, and say, well, you now that you're the man of the house, you you have to step up. Step up to what? Step. You know, um, I, recently I watched this movie and, and I and I don't I'm not going to say the name of the movie or or say any of the characters names because, uh, you know, just in case someone's listening, you know, you listen to this and you say, I haven't seen that movie yet, you know, or, you know, not to necessarily promote it. But I was watching this movie. And it was dealing with, um, how can I say this? It was dealing with a particular man. And it flashed back to his childhood. And in his childhood, there were some different ones that were a little rough on him, a little hard on him, because his situation was not typical. His situation, the father was not in the house. Uh, um, his mother, all the responsibilities was on her. So this particular young boy, when they, this man, when they flashed back to his childhood, him as a young boy, um, he was being told, not necessarily by his mother at that time, but he was being told by other men that it was so 
detrimental and so important that he had to step up, that he had to be a man. He had to, um, because his mother was dependent on him. His siblings were dependent on him. You know, the household is dependent on him. So he had to make the decision to step into this role or take what he was doing, the gift that he had to take it seriously, to do the job that will ultimately one day make his situation better make life better for his mother, make life better, you know, in his house, make life just, just better for him. And so this was drilled into him. And one of the things that was said to him that was very toxic was he was even instructed. Um, he's a child, he's a young boy to stop playing games, put that, don't even play video games, put this down, throw that aside because that's not important to your life. And it's not important. It's not going to help your current situation. You know, it's not going to help you. It's not going to help your mother. So it, it was instilled in him and beating him uh, mentally. It was beating him mentally that it is your responsibility now to somehow advance past your childhood to somehow now make the decision as a young boy that you would start making adult sacrifices that you would sacrifice your childhood just so you could kind of try to fast track to the place you need to be as an adult as a man to help the house to help your situation and what happened is um i'm going to tell both parts of what happened is he made the choice to put down the video games and not play games not to do the same things that some other kids his age would be doing to take what he was doing very serious and then to start advancing into his skill his set skill and talent that he had to advance into this job and long story short when he became an adult he was very at some point he became very successful and someone said he became very successful because he made that choice then he made that sacrifice then well yes he made that sacrifice then but what did it really cost him because someone would say, well, he, he became um, he became financially stable. His situation changed for his mother and him and for the house. And he became successful, all those things. Yes. But what was the trade off? What was the trade off is then when you fast forward to that man now having his own house, having a wife, having children, having a son of his own. Now he finds himself because of what was instilled in him, what was told to him now he now says those same exact things to his son. But the problem is his son's situation wasn't the same because his son had his father in his life. His son had his father being the breadwinner. His son had his father being the head of the house. His son um, financial situation was totally different. His living situation was totally different. Both parents was there. It was a strong house. But the father, all he could understand and see is to tell his son, you have to make sacrifices in life. You have to not concentrate so much on being a little boy doing childish things. You have to focus on your future. And I'm not speaking against focusing on your future. I'm in no way not, you know, I'm not speaking against that. But this is the thing. This is the thing you can focus on in your future, but you can also miss the process to get there. You know, you can miss some key components to get there. So he he he's very hard on his son because he's just trying to somehow get him to go in the same exact path that he went in. But what he failed to realize is that, for one, his son isn't don't even have the same makeup as him. His son doesn't have the same mindset as him. His son's situation isn't the same. His son is in a better situation. So his son doesn't have to make the same sacrifices. Mm hmm. 
And what happens is he spends so much time being so hard on his son because of what was instilled in him because this is toxic now. So now it's, it's caused him to be broken. It's caused him to be toxic. And now he turns around and says all these things to his son and ends up really missing who his son really is. He misses what gift his son really has. He misses that the importance of some of the things the son was doing as a child is actually beneficial to him in going to become an adult. So what happens is when we teach little boys these toxic things, we grow up and become men, and all we do is reteach the same toxic stuff. We teach the same toxic behavior and cause other little boys to grow up and continue on with that same behavior. And it becomes a vicious cycle. Something else, something else that um that the behavior expert Patrick says, um, one of his points I want to bring up, he says, granting the young boy, granting him this role and the title creates unhealthy attachments to the mother. Wow. Now I know some people are gonna have something to say about that. When you think about it, it's I'll say it again, granting the young boy, granting him this role as being the man of the house and the title of being man of the house creates an unhealthy attachment to the mother. Take that how y'all want to take it. It is an unhealthy attachment. Mm. Because watch this, because it also, he goes on to say, a child's role is to receive. We have to understand that. A child's role is, once again, to receive. Mm -hmm. So a child's role to, is to receive, to receive everything that is necessary for his growth and development. I'll say it again. A child's role is to receive. To receive what? To receive everything that is necessary for his growth and development. So for his growth and development. So a parent's role is to give the child everything that he or she needs to realize their full potential. The roles cannot be reversed because the child cannot fulfill the reverse role. Mm. Mm. My wife, who, who is a counselor, a therapist, yes, licensed, certified, all that good stuff. Jennifer R. Young. Just a shout out to her. She, her comment to this particular, uh, what I just said is, listen to this, that when that happens, that the family system is now out of order. The family system is now out of order. I like that. The family system is now out of order. What's the other comment? It also puts the child on the same level as the mother. Yeah, I was going to get there. And this is why, oh, let me put a pen in that right there. When someone says it also puts the child on the same level um, as the mother, this is why sometimes where you have a breakdown, because what it does, it muddies the water. When you put a child on the same level as the parent, in this case, the son on the same level as the mother, then it breaks down the roles of who's who's the parent and who's the child. You know, everything is out of order. Like I said, the family system is now out of order. So what happens is sometimes you see a situation where you're like, man, that, man, he, he disrespectful to his mom. You know, you, you, man, you know, it's not supposed to talk to your mother like that. Well, because he has been put in the place in the position of being the head of the household, saying he's the man of the house. 
And because now this has um, creates an unhealthy attachment to the mother and because it jacks up the family system, it makes it, it puts it out of order. What happens is now um, the role, the roles are blurred. So now he is no longer, okay, this is my mother or this is my parent. Now what happens is this is a person that I'm responsible for, that I have an obligation to take care of in some type of capacity, you know, so it, it puts the child on the same level as as the mother. It puts that young boy when you say he's the man of the house. Now it puts him on the same level. And in some cases, in some regards, if you continue to nurture that toxic mentality, that toxic behavior, and he and he begins to grow and mature in that, then what happens is now he feels as if now I, I, I'm now I, I'm a little bit ahead of the mother because now if i'm taking care of the house and i'm paying the bills i'm taking care of the mother i'm doing all these things now maybe i'm the parent so it's a child's role to receive and it's the parent's role to give that child what they need what's necessary for their growth and their development so that that's that's just the bottom line listen to this when a little boy is expected to be a man and expected to confront his, uh, I mean, comfort his mother and to take care of her and be responsible for her and be responsible for her emotional well-being as well as physical well-being. So he's responsible. You make him responsible for her emotional well-being as well as her physical well-being. Listen to this. Then the identities of the mother, I just was saying this, the identities of the mother and the little boy become enmeshed. In other words, the, the little boy, the young man, he doesn't know where his identity ends and where his mother identity begins. I'll say it again. When this happens, what, what it's going to grow into is a very unhealthy situation because now that boy, he doesn't understand or know where his identity ends or where his mother's begin. Now there's confusion. So so now I really don't know how to turn the switch on and off when you're supposed to be my parent and when you're not supposed to be my parent. When when I'm supposed to take a step back and be and stay in a child's place, and when I'm supposed to take a step up and be in an adult's place, in a man's place. See that that's the thing you can't you can't have both. You can't tell a little boy he's the man of the house, but then at certain times tell him to stay in a child's place. He should always stay in the child's place. Okay. So so that that's what that's what we have to begin to think about and take a look at that. So the boundaries are enmeshed. They are. Listen to this point. Listen to this point. That little boy, eventually, this is what happens. This, this is what happens. Someone saying, well, you know, is that that's a little extreme? No, because it's an extreme situation. This is what happens. That little boy that we're talking about eventually grows up with extreme anxiety and struggles to have a relationship with another woman. Let me let me let me let me say that again. That little boy eventually grows up with extreme anxiety and struggles to have a relationship with another woman. Why he struggled to have a relationship with another woman? Why? 
I'm glad you asked because he subsequently is still trying to be the man of the house and take care of his mother. Mm -hmm. He's still trying to be the man of that house and take care of his mother. So he struggles to relinquish that role. Mm -hmm. Let me let me help somebody here. That is that is also true. Listen here. That is also true when it comes to a situation of how can I say this? Say the father passes or the father isn't around. The father is out of divorce happens, separation happens, whatever takes place. And that little boy is told that he's the man of the house. You're the man of the house. You got to step up. You have to do this. You have to help mama, blah, 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 all these different things. And then say this goes on for some years. It say it starts off when he's when he's kind of young. And then somewhere when he becomes a teenager, you know, maybe he's not out of high school yet. The mother now wants to introduce an actual man to the house. She she starts dating or whatever the case is. Another a man, a real man comes in her life. And, and, and then say that's going to turn to a marriage situation. It turns to a marriage. Now what happens is now what you're telling this young boy that you have forced him to step into a man's shoes. You forced him to walk in a man's shoes. Now what is said to this little boy, you know, he's been wearing the man's shoes all these years. Now you're telling him to take a step back. You're telling him, you know, you're no longer the man of the house. You know, so-and-so is now. It's going to become very difficult for him to relinquish that role. That's where the problem, that's where the argument starts. Mm-hmm. My resident therapist and counselor coming in again says, you have usurped his role now because you got, <laughs> my wife says, you've now, you've usurped his role now because you have a boo. This is what happens. Um, I don't know if I should call out, you know, particular movies, but there, there is a movie um, starring an old movie older movie star and a particular um young man who is a actor a singer um I, I won't name the movie but but basically um this was his difficult point this is his, his thing you know when when mama now has a man that comes into the house and the mama is like look he, he the man he's my man and that man is like she your mama but she my woman now that boy who's been playing the role of the man of the house, that boy who as a boy been walking in the man's shoes, now he can't relinquish that role. Now there's argument, there's disagreement. He, you know, he can't stand this man that came in because now you telling me to step aside. Now I was so valuable and so important at one time. Now I don't matter. See that that's what the, that's what that young man see that now that's that is psychological trauma that is emotional trauma that's spiritual trauma because now that young boy now he feels he's in manhood now he feels okay this person that came along now I'm worthless to you you're throwing me aside now a spirit now he's dealing with rejection he already probably was dealing with rejection from the man from the father who's not in the house or who passed or whatever He's already dealing with that. Now he's dealing with the rejection of mama. I've been taking care of you all this time. Now you telling me to sit down to, to step aside. Now you want, want me to leave. Now you want me to leave the house because this man is here. Now you're, you're so what you're saying is that he was a real man and I was just a fake man. 
So, so that that's what happens. Let's see what you say. They will always butt heads and there will be no respect for the new husband. That's what happens. That's what happens with, with that young boy and the stepfather a lot of times because you've told that, that young boy that he's the man of the house and he's been the man of the house for some years and now the new man comes in and now you're telling him step aside. Yeah, they're going to butt heads. That's why it's very toxic to tell little boys, to make little boys feel like now they got to step up and be a man before it's time for them to be a man. Allow us allow me we have to develop into a man we have to be nurtured into manhood we have to be properly trained we have to be properly supported we have to be properly loved and instructed into manhood you, it can't just be thrown on us and just say look just step up throw your childhood away you know you can't you can't do that it's very toxic once again i want to pause and thank everyone that's tuning in to this to the practical preacher podcast also want to thank everyone that's tuning in watching it um live watching the actual video part of it on the practical preacher or on my personal page lavar b young i want to thank you so much listen if real quickly the pause if you have questions if you have topics some you want to say about this topic you want to give some input listen we'd love to hear from you you can shoot us an email at tpp2 podcast at gmail.com once again tpp to podcast at gmail.com we would love to hear from you once again also if you missed some of this you can listen to it in the replay you can listen to it on many of the podcast outlets we are now available on amazon music stitcher radio public google podcast and spotify so you can check us out on those outlets if you missed any of this and once again for tonight for those that may have just be, been joining us tonight's topic we're dealing with toxic masculinity part two what we're talking about is he's not the man of the house that little boy he's not the man of the house i i, I i'm just gonna be real blunt little man as much as you, he's not little man he's a little boy and he's not the man of the house not to sound disrespectful but stop putting unnecessary pressure on him we force boys to wear men's shoes very dangerous when we do that force boys to wear men's shoes so back to the the last point that we were making here in in this list listen to this we're going to bring this back out that little boy eventually grows up with extreme anxiety and struggles to have a relationship with another woman because he subsequently is still trying to be the man of the house and to take care of his mother what that means is, uh, uh, watch this, I can't be, there's a song and I won't bring that out. I can't be in two places at one time. When a man is still trying to be the man of a house that he wasn't even, shouldn't even been put in that position, in that place. If I'm still trying to be the man of the house at mama house and take care of her, then it is going to directly affect me once I have my own house. Once I have a wife to take care of. Once I have children to take care of. Once I have a house that I'm actually should be the man of. I can't relinquish that role. And then sometimes even when that, that man is trying to relinquish the role, sometimes the mother has gotten so comfortable and so used to it and so dependent on it that she won't allow him to release, relinquish that role. Mm -hmm. So watch this. He struggles to relinquish that role. He is still tied to his mother with a cycle. Listen to this. He is still tied to his mother with a psychological umbilical cord. 
that is extremely hard for him to cut, even though he's not conscious, maybe he's not even consciously aware of that umbilical cord or the control that she has over him. Some, some men right now are dealing with a psychological umbilical cord. I'll let that sink in for a minute. Dealing with a psychological umbilical cord. And then now the woman that they with, the wife they with, she they wonder why they argue all the time. Why, why she just, just want to say, oh, you're just a mama's boy. It goes deeper than that. And watch this. Listen to this. I'm in no way telling young boys, young men, I'm not saying don't love your mama. Because I love my mama. And I'm not saying don't don't do things for your mother. Don't see for see to your mother because I do things for my mom. I see to her, you know, I, I'm not saying. But there has to be a balance. Mm -hmm. There has to be a healthy balance. There has to be a healthy relationship. There has to be a healthy understanding. Especially when as a man, when we step in the role of being a husband and a father, now our first obligation and responsibility is to our wife and to our kids and to our home. Not saying you throw mama aside, but once again, I can't be the man of two households. And somebody that's listening to this might say, well, you saying you can't be the man, you know, you can't be the man of more than one house. Aren't you a preacher? Aren't you a pastor? Yes, I am. But watch this. I, I, I'm a pastor, but that church, I'm not the man of that. That's not my house. That's God's house. I'm just a caretaker of it. Mm -hmm. I have responsibilities and duties. But the total, the, the total responsibility is not total on me. Because that's not that's not the first place that I've been called to. See, let's see what else is being said. What else has been said? See, and sometimes let's see our resident therapist and counselor, and and sometimes we are facing boy, we are forcing boys to wear the shoes of men who don't want to wear the, the, their own shoes. <laughs> I will put that up. That's true. Sometimes we force boys to wear the shoes of men who don't want to wear the shoes themselves. But see, this, this is what happened. I want to bring this out. When we force little boys to bypass their childhood, to bypass boyhood, and to, to, to speed to manhood, when we tell them, now you're the man of the house, this is your responsibility, you're responsible for this, you're responsible for that, you got to stop doing childish things. When we put this on boys, what happened is when that boy grows up and become a man, if he spent majority of his childhood or a great part of his childhood, of his boyhood, trying to be a man, now when it's time for him to be a man, he burnt out. He's tired. We get tired. We get burnt out. Look, I've been a responsible one even when I shouldn't have been a responsible one. People have been depending on me and leaning on me when I should have been depending and leaning on some people. I've been pouring out what I really didn't have in me to start with. So now when it comes time for me to do these things, when it comes time for me when I'm actually physically able to fit a man's shoe, what I should be fitting a man's shoe, what happens is now I don't want to do the job. <laughs> matter of fact, to be perfectly honest, matter of fact, what I want to do is I want to, now that I have some type of freedom and some type of liberty, I'm in my own house. Now I want to go back and revisit some things from, from my childhood, from my boyhood, from my adolescence um, that I didn't get a chance to enjoy. 
And I'm not trying to write a lot of wrongs, but this is why you have some men that still act like boys. This is why you have some men that still have that desire to do boyish things, to be immature, because you've you've you, they've been forced to put on an image that they're that they're mature. They've been forced to grow up quickly, too quick, to abandon their childhood. So what happens, although they've been forced to abandon that childhood, that desire for their childhood hasn't completely gone away. So this is why you say, well, why are these men acting like boys? It might be, not in all cases, but it might be because they were forced to abandon their childhood. They were forced to abandon being a boy, just being a kid. And really, this goes for both um, boy and girls. You, we have to understand, especially us as adults, not saying that we don't teach kids responsibility. And as they grow older, we give them a little more responsibility. But let's stop making them grow up so fast. Let kids enjoy being kids. Because I could think about, you know, when I was a kid, you know, now I did at certain points in times take on some responsibilities when i got older that i shouldn't have taken on so soon but i also can reflect back to the times of just being a, a young boy and enjoying being a young boy enjoying going outside and playing enjoying having friends enjoying playing you know sports just just being outside doing the things that kids would do but when you take that away from a child and force them to now walk in in this outward appearance of maturity and there's nothing really poured into them then what happens is you destroy them you destroy them this is why as we talked about in in masculine and toxic masculinity part 1 we talked about um boys becoming broken men we become broken men when we're forced to abandon our childhood, when we're forced to abandon boyhood, and when we're forced to now, because see, this is what happens. Because as a boy, and I'm speaking, you know, directly for myself, when we're, when this label is put on us, this stigma of you're the man in the house now, everybody's dependent on you. So now, you know, we talk man up, you know, tighten up your laces on your shoes. Look, it's time to put on the, you know, the big boy draws, as they say, all these things, all these things that they say and they say to us now it poisons us. And it gives us this this this, you know, it gives us this mindset of now I have to play a role. Watch this. So as a boy, if I'm playing the role to be a man and I haven't really learned how to properly be a man, then when I become a man, what you think I'm going to do when I become a man? I'm going to continue to play the role of a man. And then, and, and then we say, I'm tired of them playing games. I've been forced to play a game. Now, I'm not trying to write wrongs, but you forced me to play a game from my boyhood. So now that I'm a man, only understanding I have is as long as I have the outward appearance of a man, as long as I can do some man-like things, and I don't have anyone pouring, pouring nurturing me and pouring good things in me and teaching me good things, and I haven't learned how to pull those things to find somebody to pull these things from, then I'm going to keep on playing the role. And guess what? I'm going to become very good at playing the role. Lights, camera, action. Let's check this out. Let's see. Let's see what you're saying. Uh, 
the effects of all their relationships this off yeah this affects all of their relationships too not just romantic ones they haven't been able to develop appropriate social skills as other boys their age exactly so not only so when we're forced to abandon our childhood to abandon boyhood what happens is not only does it affect us when we become a man in our relationships in our romantic relationships but it affects us in a lot of our relationships because see as kids we learn how to as kids how to start developing friendships we learn how to um develop how to work along with someone we learn how to share how to give and how to take we learn how you know we're developing this we're developing the mental capacity the emotional capacity the spiritual capacity we're learning these things and we're developing these things but when you cut that off when you force us to just man up as they say then what happens is this affects all of our relationships because we didn't develop appropriate social skills as other boys our age we say ptsd yeah ptsd waiting to happen this is why sometimes you have some men that just go off i want to share that i was i was um sharing this with uh one of my loved ones a man um was going through some things and and i kind of touched on this in the first part of toxic masculinity was going through some things just had the weight i mean just a lot of stuff on them and they begin to share it with me they begin to share it with me and it just the weight of it all came down on them at, at all at once when they begin to really think about what they were telling me everything that was going on it seemed like they just getting hit from every side and they begin and it came out they began to express it in tears cry and i can hear female in the background going why are you crying why are you crying and once again because we're taught as little boys little we're taught boys don't cry but yes they do men cry we do because we're taught yeah because a man that's not what you do you know what sometimes you have to because there's a release that you get tears are refreshing they're renewing there's a really when water flows sometimes it purifies and this is the thing about a man we've been taught how to bottle stuff up for so long from a boy don't cry don't say you hurt and don't say you need help all this stuff we bottle stuff up so tight to one day we explode we just lose it we either we either lose it with anger or we just lose it with a mental breakdown or we just lose it to the point where we just walk away say what well, i'm done with it all I walk away from my family. I walk away from my friends. I walk away from my responsibility. I walk away from all of it because I just need a break. So this is why I tell men, young boys, it's okay to cry if you're going through something. If something is so heavy on you, well, you need that release. You release that. Don't hold it in yourself and stretch yourself out. Don't hold it and have a stroke. Don't hold it and have a heart attack. Don't hold it and have a nervous breakdown release it and tell somebody i need help release it and cry out to god and say god i need help it's too much on me right now i'm about to lose my mind so when we do this to little boys it's ptsd waiting to happen we're setting them up for failure thank you we're setting them up for failure this is what i talked about before boys becoming broken men so now we force when we force boys to wear men's shoes 
it destroys us. Watch this. Let me finish. So he struggles to relinquish that role. He is still tied to his mother with a psychological umbilical cord that is extremely hard for him to cut, even though he is sometimes not even consciously aware that the umbilical cord or the control that his mother has over him. Now he getting into an argument every chance he has with his significant other, or he's getting into an argument with other relationship, other friends and stuff. Man, why you always got to do this? Why you always got to do that? Because it's been instilled in me as a boy that this is my responsibility. This is my duty. And watch this, that I'm less than a man if I don't fulfill it. This, this thing. Far too long, society and people that don't have the struggle or, or broken men, even broken women have taught little boys toxic things about manhood and have taught them that we don't when we don't measure up that this is the line this is the measuring stick and you don't measure up so now you have you have these broken men or these young boys developing to men you have these broken men always in search of trying to meet everybody's expectation always in search of trying to meet the bar always trying to measure up do you know how stressful it is to always try to measure up and to always feel like you don't measure up you will lose your mind you will go off you will hurt somebody if that that pressure enough pressure you've heard people say it, enough pressure will bust a pipe have to re properly release that pressure so I know somebody may be wondering, because I always like to give practical points, because I don't just want to talk about the problem. I like to talk about solutions, because I believe, once again, I believe that there can be solutions, even with the Bible. I don't just believe here at the Practical Preacher, we don't just believe that the Bible is just stories, or it's just all about religion. No, we don't. We, it's, it's much more than that. We believe that the Bible isn't just stories, but a, pra but a um, practical guide for everyday living. I just believe that there are solutions to some things, even if it's nothing but to say, OK, I got to pray to God. Because, you know, the Bible say in all your ways, acknowledge God. Lean not unto your understanding and all our ways acknowledge God and he will direct our path. We have to go to God when we don't understand, when we don't know, even when we think we know, we still have to check in. Because sometimes, as they would say, we don't know what we think we know. We think we know it, but we, we, we really don't. So someone, I want to give some practical solutions because don't just tell me scriptures, but tell me something practical. What can I do to make sure that I'm not forcing boys to wear men's shoes? What can I do to make sure that I'm not putting toxic masculinity in them? I'm not putting toxic things into them. What can I do to make sure I'm not breaking that? I'm not adding to the problem. I want to be, I want to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Glad you asked. Listen to this. Some information that um that I agree with with a lot of this stuff when I did my research because I didn't want it to just all be on be from me. I looked at this thing called the Good Man Project, and and they had some practical things here, and I want to share a few things along with some of my uh, personal um, opinions to these things. Watch this. Listen to this. What can you do? For each period, because let me say this. Now I do believe that is important. I'm not saying don't have your kids step up. Don't give your kids responsibilities don't give them chores i believe all this if the man if the father has passed a divorce has happened different things have happened i'm not saying okay now th there's a loss there's a void in that house 
it's everyone's responsibility in that house to work together to 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 take care of what can be taken care of i know that it's that young boys it's his responsibility especially as he get older to do some more things for himself or to do some more things yeah you can you can put out he can put out the garbage he can do this or he can wash the dishes whatever whatever it is i'm not saying that he can't help but see what happens is we get the word help twisted with the word head as a boy i can help but i can't be the head because i'm not the man i'm not a man i'm not grown that little boy your little man all these all these terms you have for him let him be a boy he in grammar school or he in high school let him be a boy or maybe he even in college and he trying he's trying to get that degree he's trying to get an education so he can better himself i know he, he got a job yeah he got a job that, to help take some of the pressure off the house off the mother but he didn't get that job to take care of the mother he he didn't get, he got the job to help to help himself but not be the head so what can can you do if you're saying okay it's okay to give that little boy some chores and responsibilities but how do i make sure that the chores and responsibilities i give him is not making him the head of the household what do i do so i don't destroy his childhood so i don't force him to walk in man in a man's shoe what you can do is this watch this for each period of work that little boy is responsible for, so you give him a responsibility. There's something that he has to do for the household. For each period of work, you give him every responsibility he has. Also give him kid time as well to enjoy his childhood. Okay, so you have that little boy, your little son, he has some chores. He has some things that he was responsible for, some things. If you say, look, you know, Okay, mama take care of the inside of the house and son, he got to take care of the outside of the house. You got to go out. You you big enough now. You go out there and you cut the grass and you put the garbage out. You do all those things. Okay, I'm fine with that. But for every period, because understand he's still a child. So for every time slot you have him working, you have him cutting the grass, you have him putting out the garbage, you have him fixing something that he have to know how to fix in the house or outside the house. Also make sure that for all those those hours of time he's doing that, that he also has some hours to put in for kid time, to just be a kid, to enjoy his childhood. Now you've, because what you're doing when you do that, you're setting balance. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You're setting, you're giving balance. You're giving release. You're giving him an opportunity to have a break. And you're also giving the understanding that you're the helper, you're not the head. Mm -hmm. That your that your ultimate goal and responsibility is to still be a child and to receive, to be nurtured, to be cared for, to be loved, to be instructed, to be taught. Some else. Sometimes, and this is going to you know some mothers. I'm not trying to be hard on you. But sometimes also looking at the good man project, they suggest is a reprioritizing things in your life to allow you to have fun time with your kids. I know when there's a loss in the home, when there's something going on as parents, we have to understand. And really, this goes for both, you know, girl and boy. Sometimes or many times we have to understand we have to be intentional and reprioritize things in our life. Sometimes we have to take a look at our schedule and say, you know what? I'm going to have to reschedule this because I have to make sure that I spend some time with my kids. 
and let them do kid things. Spend some time with them and pour into them and enjoy them. We can't let me let me say this. We can't spend majority of the time of always instructing them. Because if we spend all the time instructing them and not and we spend no time loving them or nurturing them, then that also causes them to be unhealthy. Then when they become get to a certain age, a certain point, they go elsewhere trying to look for that love and that nourishment that they didn't get. And then they buck and fight against instructions because they go, look, I got instructions. Majority of my childhood. All I got was instructions and commands and demands. So now I want some liberty. I want some freedom. I want some love. I want some attention. Mm-hmm. Watch this. Try to remain aware of what makes kids happy and what they like to do to have fun. All they're saying is show interest in them. You like the color? Oh, okay. You like puzzles? You like to go outside and play? You like, you know, a sport? You like those things? Let me spend a little time doing something that you like to do because it shows that that parent is concerned about that child's well-being. It shows that I don't just want you to be a worker. You know, I'm concerned about you. I'm I'm putting love into you. And then I'm trying to nurture some things in you because it's all right. Okay, you like that sport. Let me nurture that a little bit. It might be something there. And let me not try to vicariously live through you. Something else. Don't make that little boy, don't make that little boy, those kids, bear the burden of adult stress. Mm. Sometimes, you know, from 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 the era that I that I came up in, you know, there it's amazing how there were just times. Sometimes you didn't know, you know, you didn't know when your parents were struggling. You didn't know when Mama was struggling or hurting. Because watch his Mama found some other type of outlet to stress that, to express that, then always bring that to you. Sometimes we have to be very careful that we're not always bringing adult situations and adult problems to kids. We got to make sure that little boy always telling that little boy of what the problems are, what bills need to be paid and how you're struggling, just need help and, and complain what daddy didn't do and why he left all, all this just too much. Those are adult situations. There are some, a lot of adults conversations that shouldn't even be done in the presence of kids. Land those weights on them, putting the adult mindset or the adult mentality into those young kids, into that young boy. Mm-hmm. Remember that adult problems can be discussed, but have those conversations with adults who can help or support. That's the thing. Stop having adult conversation with kids when they, they can't do anything about that situation. It's not their responsibility to do things about that situation. Have those conversations with someone that can help. Mm-hmm. Have those conversations with someone that can help. Someone's encourage the connection between your son and positive role models. So when he does become the man, as they say, when he becomes a man of his own house, he knows how to do it effectively. That's the thing. A lot of people saying, well, he little man had to step up. 
because his daddy passed or his daddy left or whatever the situation is or his daddy never came around so he had to be the man he had to step up he had to man up all these things i i didn't i couldn't teach him how to be a man and blah 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 you know what i, I look i understand i i get all all that but it's time that we look at it in a more healthy manner it's time that we take a look at it and say you know what that's unhealthy for me to do that to that child what I have to do is I, I can't focus and concentrate so much on what's not here and then force him and see and see how's a trick. A mother or say there's no man in the house and I'm not a man, so I can't instruct or teach my son how to be a man. But then I turn around and try to force and make him be a man. Or sometimes a man even say that. A man outside the house will say, look, man, you got to step up. You got to be a man. You got to take care of your mother. No. Why don't you as a man help that young boy out? Why don't you pour into him? Why don't you teach him some things? Why don't you pour into him if you have something to pour into him? Even if it's just a matter of telling him what not to do, not to make the same mistakes that you have made. But teach him and tell him on the level that he's on, on the level that he understands. Also encourage mothers some things that my mother did is make a connection between the young son with positive male role models is there a grandfather that's positive that was a good father a good husband good man is there a grandfather is there an uncle is there a cousin is there a deacon in the church is there a pastor in the church is there a doctor is there a fireman in the neighborhood is there a police officer in the neighborhood is there someone that is a positive role model That has the right mindset that you what that you know enough about their character they have integrity they're loyal they're hard workers and that they like to teach they like to help and that they want to help not just a boyfriend that come along it could be a man that he like look i ain't trying to i'm not even trying to date you i just want to help your son i'm not interested in dating you and I'm not interested in trying to become his father. I just want to pour into him. I just want to help him. I just want to instill some good things into him that has been instilled in me. Make that connection. Connect them with a positive male role models. So when they do become a man and have their own house that they now have to be the man of that house, they know how to do it effectively. Some else, some else that when I looked on this thing called a good man project, saying so, I know people are gonna fight this. One suggestion that they made, they said, don't be afraid to take classes. Go to go to therapy or learn new things that are traditionally male in nature to manage. Sometimes you have to restructure the house and you have to say, you know what, why he's a little boy, why he while I'm pouring into him, why I'm nurturing him, why he's trying to learn and understand, I gotta get these other things done. I can't put that responsibility. On him i can't put that liability on him have to have to do something i have to do it differently get therapy sometimes that little boy needs therapy stop letting little boys suffer and stumble their way into adulthood when you know there's a problem there when you know that there's ptsd there when you know that there's rejection there when you know that there's that there's this this thing that they feel, this pressure that they feel, this loss that they feel. 
Mm-hmm. Somebody say, reach out to men in your community. I, I said this already. Reach out to men in your community, center, church, or immediate circle. If you need a male to do things, your son should not be should not be doing. Yeah, sometimes there's some things that your son shouldn't be doing. You know, go in there and fix that sink. You a man? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm a little boy. You know, I don't even know how to fix my game system when it break. If it break too too much, I'm, I'm a boy. I haven't even learned how to fix my bike. Let him enjoy childhood. Get a man to come in there and say, look, I just, I have to pay a plumber. I have to pay someone to do these things and not put these responsibilities on the young boy. Force him to be something he's not. Have you ever saw a child walking in shoes that are too big for them? Think about it. Think about it in your mind. See a little kid walking in shoes that are two, three, four, five sizes bigger than their actual size. Look funny. Look foolish. As you see, it's very difficult for them to walk. It's very difficult for them to advance, to move forward, to move ahead. There's a lot of stumbling involved. There's a lot of falling involved. They can also be hurt if you let them do it too long. It's the same thing when we force boys to walk in men's shoes. It's toxic. It's unhealthy. It doesn't help them to develop into a healthy man, a complete man. It doesn't help them when it comes time them to be a man so keep these things in mind that that little boy he's not the man of the house he's the boy of the house he's the son of the house he's the child of the house he can help in the house but he cannot head the house and that's all i have to say right right now on this particular topic toxic masculinity part two about he's not the man of the house Dealing with when boys are forced to wear men's shoes. Let's start making sure that we're not forcing boys to wear men's shoes. Let's make sure that if we can, that we pour the right things into them, that we nourish them, that we instruct them, that we love on them, that we guide them into what they need to be successful in life, to be a healthy man and not to become a broken man. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Practical Preacher. So glad if you have any questions in regards to this topic, you have any statements that you want to stress, or maybe you might have a topic that you would love for us to address for us to talk about, or maybe you would even like to come on the show. If any of those things is anything that you have desired to do, please feel free to email us at TPP, the number two podcast at gmail.com. It's all one word. Once again, TPP two podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you about any of the topics that we've already addressed or any topics that you would like for us to address. Once again, keep in mind that you can find us. We're now available on Amazon Music, Stitcher, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. So you can go to many of those outlets and you can listen to this 
please subscribe to it share it let other people know about the practical preacher podcast stay tuned for more episodes of the practical preacher podcast so glad that you tuned in I want you to enjoy the rest of your day and once again here at the practical preacher we believe that the bible isn't just stories but a practical guide for everyday living we also believe that many of life's problems have solutions so we don't just like to talk about the problem but we like to give practical solutions to solve those problems thank you so much for tuning in to the practical preacher podcast stay tuned for more episodes